The Movie Hour, episode 62, December 10th, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Welcome one and all to the Mel Gibson's Merry-Go-Round Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, and I'm joined by the two coolest kids in town, my co-hosts James and Jeff. Good day, sirs. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, Jim's cool. You're not. You guys aren't just cool. You're the coolest kids in town, and the, on the internet. That's that's the internet because this is pretty impressive. I haven't been cool yeah. my entire life, and the jump straight to the top is something I'm proud of. Thank you, fans. Hey. Jim, no problem. You, you've always been cool to me. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm, it's, I'm feeling pretty classy here at the movie hour today. Uh, I'm skipping the alcohol and going straight to uh, orange tea, and I feel feel pretty classy. If you were so orange anyone... tea, you'd be classy, you'd be doing English breakfast and not orange tea. I am not classy. I'm drinking bush light. <laughs> <laughs> that's, for those that don't know, that's a kind of tea in Michigan. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bush light. It's also a kind of beer. I'm drinking the beer. Yeah, yeah. So it actually feels a little bit more like Christmas. It's actually snowing today, and uh, it goes along with some of the, the Christmas shopping I've been doing thus far, which has all been via the internet. God bless uh, internet shopping. It's, uh, it's what keeps me going, and same with this tea. But I actually had a little little story I wanted to share with you guys. I ended up watching this. Jeff will get a, well, I guess Jim will get a kick out of this too. I was digitizing with my new little toy I got off eBay. God bless eBay. Uh, sponsor, by the way. Um, that let me digitize our home video from 1998 Maloney Christmas. Awesome. Uh, had to be there. I ended up actually watching it while I was, digi- while I was digitizing it. It was, God, like, we used to be so funny. I don't know what happened, but it was just the, the funniest thing I've listened to for two I remember hours. remember laughing pretty hard on Christmas morning. Right. Well, we were usually, like, uh, the, for the, those that don't know, the, the Maloney uh, schedule is usually get up on Christmas Day. Whoever the first one's awake just ends up waking everyone else up, which was what, James? Average, 6 a.m.? Average. I was always the last one, so you have to yeah, tell me. Yeah, you were, dude. Um, it was, uh, and then we would instantly start moving to opening up presents, and there were a whole uh, ten of us, and we would take turns opening one at a time. So it took a long time. And, uh, yeah, we were usually pretty sleep-deprived and making terrible, terrible jokes. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put a little tidbit of it on the Internet to show everyone how stupid we are and... Uh, yeah, Blast from the Past, 1998. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually quite a bit different than uh, my family's Christmas. It usually involved a lot of uh, yelling, finger pointing, uh, <laughs> watching booze. Ernest movies, just booze. Yeah, yeah Ernest yeah. Day's Christmas was usually a big part. That was that was usually Christmas Eve though, and then Christmas oh, Day okay. was you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of crying, a lot of tears, and then the feats of strength. So, <laughs> well, if you want, you can come over and spend Christmas morning with us. Got plenty of room. We have our tree already. I didn't say I didn't like the crying and the pizza (laughs) string. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Ernest saves Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, Schindler's List on Christmas Day was was, was the (laughs) title. We'll be be talking uh, a lot of dates, uh, a lot of dates coming up. I know we've been starting about uh, talking about the past, but we'll be talking about the future too. And uh, something also to bring up is uh, we brought up the Family Feud episode last week. We put it out to the boards, put it on, the, on Facebook at uh, the Movie Hour page. We are going to be doing an episode that is not unlike the, the TV show, Family Feud, uh, based on movies on December 20th. It's a Sunday. We haven't decided what exact time we're recording, but it'll probably be like a 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. 
Uh, for any of those that are interested, we're inviting everybody to show up. We're going to do teams. I think I, I, uh, my, did my team win last year? I don't, no. I don't remember, actually. No, the Blagojeviches won last <laughs> the year. The Blagojeviches yeah, won I'm, last I'm, year? I'm pretty sure that's correct. That's right. going to be, <laughs> that name is going to be dated, though, so we're going to have to change the name of our team. <laughs> right. <laughs> because Team Reagan was so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I don't yeah, know if you heard, but Zombie Reagan just uh, <laughs> was reanimated by the Republican Party, so uh, I think, you know, it's more. more <laughs> to, lead, to lead the. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be a good time. It was a good time last year. I think everybody that uh, that showed up had a, had a good time. And I'll I'll be there to do your tro- technical troubleshooting. Uh, really, all you do is need Skype and a microphone, and you're ready to go. And we had people share microphones last time too. Like it's not it's not difficult, people. It's not difficult. And uh, we've already had some people talk about signing up on uh, Gunga Pit. So uh, the more the merrier. Uh, look into that at GungaPit.com and more at uh, Facebook on the Movie R page. Uh, also, we uh, we are going to be continuing our episode here with the Hollywood Rundown, which we've talked about a little bit. It needs a name We more than the Hollywood Rundown. Something like the Parker Posey Play Along. Something cool. Something clever. Something just way too over the top. And uh, we brought that question to everybody and all the listeners. Uh, if you could go to gungabit.com and give us uh, give us some, some uh, ideas for the Hollywood Rundown name. It needs a new name, people. And uh, yeah, you guys are the ones to do it. Because you guys are clever, more clever than we are. At least more clever than Jeff is. Hey! Probably. So... Let us uh, let us continue our uh, our epic movie hour episode with the Hollywood rundown. Uh, the first topic of the day is uh, Michelle Rodriguez was quoted telling the L.A. Times that James Cameron's Avatar was going to be better than Star Wars Episode One of Phantom Menace. Ooh. When asked about the work on Avatar set, she said, "To me, it was like working on Star Wars, the first one. You know how you watch Star Wars Episode One of Phantom Menace again." And you're like, I couldn't, I couldn't have rented this, or sorry, I could have rented or bought the video game, then I'd rather be in control of what's happening, because she thought it wasn't very real or something, I don't know. But anyways, uh, she said Avatar was uh, much different because of the props contained on uh, Cameron's set. It's going to make the movie feel much more real. So what do you guys think about, uh, what do you think about that? So she's saying that because computer graphics are better now, that the movie's going to be better? Um, I don't think so. I think she actually has some kind of point. She's claiming that... The props that the actors have to can interact with on screen, even though they're not actually what's going to be showing up in post, are more advanced than the ones in uh, episode one. Oh. So they'll be able to act a little better, I guess. But who compares their who compares yeah. their fucking movie to episode one? Fantasy? <laughs> if you know what, if I made a movie, I would try and draw all the comparisons possible. It's called the expectations game. Just yeah, this is going to be like Star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace. And then when it doesn't suck, people are going to go, "Wow, that was better than Star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace." Yeah, she probably also said it was better than like Wing Commander, Lawnmower Man. Beaches, even. <laughs> I'm expecting great things. <laughs> oh, Wing Commander. It did make a ton of money. Like, maybe, maybe it's going to make a ton of money, like Phantom Menace did. <laughs> and like, James, like, this is sort of a, a James Cameron Nobody's liking it. George Lucas coming back with Episode 1. James Cameron coming back with Avatar. It's sort of the There's same. There's a little thing. bit of similarity there. I yeah, guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, both, both names have vowels in them. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> It should be. It uh, remains to be seen. I think. Uh, what is it? December eighteenth. So not this weekend. Next weekend that movie comes out. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll see how many. Bil- let's see how it does compared to Phantom Menace. Michelle Rodriguez, you're on. We're gonna. We're gonna see. <laughs> uh, so moving on. To, uh, uh, topic number two. Famous news source CNN is reporting that the Smoking Gun is reporting that famous John Stamos <laughs> has been the target of an alleged extortion scandal. According to the uh, FBI. Yeah. 
Yeah, according to the FBI. Sorry, <laughs> Isn't it great that CNN now is covering the stuff that we bullshit about on our stup- uh, our awesome show? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool. a it would, yeah, I don't see the, I don't see any problem with that. CNN, you're welcome to the club, CNN. You're yeah, you're, you're with, you're with elite company now, Anderson Cooper and, uh, Wolf Blitzer. By the way, so Wolf suppose- Blitzer, not allowed to guest star on this show. <laughs> Until he shaves his face. You're right, you're right. Uh, and he can't. <laughs> that's, so much of his power is derived from his beard that. That's right. So supposedly, uh, we have a, uh, two, I forget the two people named in the scandal uh, had pictures that were they were going to blackmail John Samuels for. I think it was a million, like a hundred million dollars or something like that. Was was supposed to be the? Does uh, Samuels have a hundred million dollars? Yeah, it's some, it was something ridiculous. <laughs> what a hold cruel, on, cruel world we live in. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> John Samuels. Whatever is you have that? in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, like, I, I read the article and <laughs> I like how they were, uh, you know threatening him with these, you know, pictures and how they're going to harm his reputation because he was posing with fans. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's, 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 well, that's, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's what the Stamos camp says. The posing with fans could mean an yeah. awful lot of things. <laughs> and, and then, and then the, the, the pictures, are, you know, are so bad that they said in the article that they're just going to make them public after the investigation anyway. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we're all going to know what the they're the going to famous... slit. They're going to exchange the photos. These are the photos that they were going to extort us with, and it's going to be like him and like Barney or something. Yeah, I guess. Happy John- I guess they they couldn't be that bad. Otherwise, Stamos would have just paid the hundred million dollars <laughs> that he's got laying around. Yeah, honestly. Cool. Closing the door on Stamos. Closing the door on Stamos. Moving on. Uh, Peter Jackson was quoted saying. When I asked about the new Hobbit movie, by the way, uh, casting someone to portray a Hobbit is not easy, as you, uh, you might imagine. They have to have a particular type of physical appearance and a sensibility. How's that work? <laughs> how's that work? <laughs> sensibility. I, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can kind of see the appearance thing. They want people to look like a Hobbit All I know or whatever. Is that Warwick Davis has got to be pissed? I mean, he's literally typecast, pigeonholed, right into the genre, and he still has to audition against the likes of, like, Danny DeVito and stuff. <laughs> I, I really do, like, I don't know, I sort of, it's sort of funny because they were talking about how, yeah, you know, we, usually, we don't want to put, uh, Peter Jackson was saying in the same article was saying, like, yeah, you know, we're not looking for any big names, you know, we got Ian. <laughs> big names, so, get it? Big, yeah. tall people? Yeah. 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 Eh? Eh? <laughs> so I just found it funny. Like he's like, "Yeah, we're not. We don't really need any big names for this movie." And I was just thinking, man, yeah. When you've got Ian, pretty much being the entire part of the movie, like, yeah, you don't need anybody because you have your big name. You're, you're set. And I'm um, just, uh, you can fill this cast with anybody at this point. It doesn't even matter. Who's, who's be, playing the Hobbit? Fine. Nobody knows. <laughs> you mean who's playing? Uh, uh, Bilbo. Bilbo. Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. I, unfortunately. The Hobbit's the only one I actually started reading. I hope it's Tom Cruise. Books and he's tiny. <laughs> he's got a weird really dad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who shows up, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, maybe Warwick Davis will get in on the get on this. He should. Did they guy. have? They didn't I'm have any little Seth people. Rogen. Did they in the in the? Uh... I don't. Th- I don't think they did, unless they fit. They fit them in in the the party scene somewhere, like when the actual. Uh, I forget the other two, uh, the two hobbits that play Merry and Pippin. I forget yeah, their names. Yeah, they're, they're, but yeah. when they don't have them in it, maybe they actually did s- slide in some actual midgets or small people or whatever the, the term is. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
I just know a lot of them. All the main characters weren't. It was just camera. It was uh, movie magic. Movie magic, as Jim would say. But anyhow, oh, another another thing in point. I didn't know uh, Peter. Ja- Peter Jackson looks weird now that he's lost weight. I was like, is that Peter Jackson? Really? I just want. I just want yeah, to point that out. He does look pretty weird. Anyways, uh, last but not least, with part of the ho- <laughs> yes, he does. Moving on, last but not least, we have Michael Sarah's new movie where he plays a 14-year-old trying to get laid. I believe it's uh, Youth and Revolution is the name, the name of the movie. See, now, I told you guys, Michael Sarah looks like a... Four- well, I said he looked like a 12-year-old, but he looks like a 14-year-old as as he uh, his role is in this movie. Well, I'll credit to you. I think you said you know the 12-year-old thing two years ago, so it's perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, this has got to be the easiest movie to make ever. I mean, they could literally just take um, 40-year-old virgin... You know, take out what's his face, stick in Michael Sarah, and you've got the exact same movie. Add a couple of jokes still, directly out of American yeah. Pie, and voila! I mean, he's still playing with toys, school. probably. He probably wants to work at an electronics store. Hell, even Jonah Hill was in the movie, so it's perfect. <laughs> and instead of a forty-year-old, it's a fourteen-year-old. Which yeah, maybe they just misheard both. it in the uh, in the pitch meeting, and they decided to make two different movies. And Go. since when is since when has Hollywood decided to try to get fourteen-year-olds laid? Is the next question. Listen, for <laughs> Hollywood relying on the sex drive of fourteen-year-olds is the reason that Transformers Two is the number one movie in the box office exactly. this year. Exactly, and when not to mention Twilight. Oh, yeah, yeah, fourteen-year-old girls too. Yeah, even worse. Interesting. Interesting. When he's, yeah. I guess, Michael Sarah is the new Megan Fox. <laughs> I wish we could make commercials for this show because every once in a while something comes out that just belongs in a commercial for the show. Like Michael Sarah is the new Megan Fox. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna that movie comes out. I think January eighth. It's gonna be terrible per usual. Michael Sarah continuing his his nonstop uh, one time role of doing the same thing, but. We'll uh, we'll see, we'll see. I'll reserve I'll reserve uh, I'll reserve reserve some judgment until then. But we uh, that is the end of our Hollywood rundown. Again, we're looking for more names. That'll be at agungapit.com. If you have any ideas, Jeff's trying to think of a better one than everybody that posts on the Gungapit. So it involves Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, it involves Gilbert Gottfried. So be prepared. We're gonna put them up head to head later on. So be be there. Be square. Uh, so moving on to our next feature, we got movie reviews, and I believe. Uh, how about you, Jeff? How about you start today? Um, okay, great. I uh, I saw a movie that I loved. Uh, I, I made Greg watch it with me. Uh, so Greg can help me out with this. A movie called Walt yeah. with Bashir. It's a, it's a really, really interesting movie from 2008. It's the first animated movie to ever be nominated for Best, uh, best Foreign Film by the uh, Academy. Um, so it's animated. Academy. <clears throat> And it's it's about uh, it's 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 all in Hebrew. So Jim, ten uh, percent off, I guess. Um, but it's it's all in Hebrew. Uh, Jim doesn't not like Jews. He doesn't like foreign language films. Just to clarify oh, there. Um, yeah, so um, so uh, yeah, it's it, so it's all in Hebrew, uh, subtitled. Really, really awesome soundtrack. And it's about the uh, 1982 conflict with uh, Lebanon, between Israel and Lebanon, and it's uh, written from a, like a modern perspective, like older people that were involved in the conflict, and it's kind of one guy trying to, uh, trying to remember his experience, because he sort of blocked it all out of his mind, and uh, just absolutely 
awesome movie. Um, I'm really glad I was thinking about this. I'm really glad I watched it over at Greg's house, and his uh, Greg's roommate has uh, has a pretty nice TV and uh, a pretty decent sound system. And I think that that had a lot to do with it because some of the images, uh, the animation, were just incredibly striking, and yeah. some of the uh, and some of the, like the audio was was really uh, well done too. Like a lot of the just gunshots, and then the music being like really well placed. I, I was just really really impressed with how everything came together in this movie to make really a, a, a moving, moving piece of film. And, um, yeah, Greg, what did you think? I completely agree with the soundtrack point. They must have paid a lot of attention to it, considering it was completely animated. I was looking into, I was curious if they sort of did the same uh, shooting technique as, I forget the guy's name, the guy that did Waking Life. It's like Richard Richard Linklater, yeah. his name, um, who... Followed. I forget who the first one that did it. I'm sure it was somebody back in. Oh the yeah, where they where they actually where filmed they, live action and then uh, yeah, yeah, they filmed live action and then would go into some kind of artist and and Waking Life they went to tons of different artists and said hey you know animate this any way you want here's your skeleton frame deal with it and I like this almost looked like it that's how good it was like that's how realistic the animations look but I think it, I don't think they did it that way at all yeah there um, were certain scenes that would lead me to believe that wasn't the case the, uh, yeah, the opening yeah. scene with the with the dogs being one of them uh, the, right the right. opening scene is these like ravenous dogs running down the street to this really badass uh, music it's it, well yeah there's a part where there's like a 30 foot tall woman too so yeah that's a good that's point obviously, yeah. that's, that's obviously which that's I might have I was wondering if the interviews like if some of the interviews seemed pretty pretty uh pretty set that way. That was and, actually uh, one thing I wanted to mention about this movie, and I've been kind of trying to look into it a little bit. Um, it, a lot of those interviews are real interviews. This is like documentary style. Um, right. It, it, like, it, most of the people played themselves. So, yeah, I, 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 I wonder. I don't know, but I, yeah, right. yeah, I wonder if they were actually... Uh, um, filmed, but yeah. So it, again, I just I cannot recommend this movie enough. It is definitely not a feel good movie, but it is. I mean, just one of the most striking movies I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, one of my favorite movies I've seen since we started doing this. Uh, yeah. One other thing to mention too, like he like he said, of uh, it's not the feel good movie of the year or anything, but at the end, um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. At the end, they end up cutting away from animation and showing like real footage from from the slaughter. I guess would be the yeah. The there was a, a massive um, yeah yeah and. It's yeah, it's a little unnerving. So just heads up if you don't want to see something like that. But and I was I was sort of thinking about what how I felt that they pulled that off at the end. Like there's like okay, you, you don't really see it coming, and it, they they throw them out on you, and it's it's intense. And I don't know if I like them like them for it for doing that for for showing I, you the, I, like the, I can the... see the point. Like it's a, it's a movie completely about the disaster and trying to bring some light on it, and you know. People that see the movie end up seeing it, and that's that's what you get. That's what you pay for. So yeah, just looking um, at the still photos, it, the art looks pretty striking. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, so you'd recommend it to any any uh, foreign film lover or anyone out there? Uh, I would say anyone. Um, well, I shouldn't say anyone. Anyone who likes a good like. And this isn't like a John Wayne war movie, or even like a Saving Private Ryan war movie. Like this is like a like a. It's not an epic. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like an epic war movie. This is this is a movie about like personal feelings inside war and and how like just the 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 absolute terror and like the human side of it and everything. And there are a couple of I guess you could call them action scenes, but it's more of like like personal stories through the action scenes, and. Um, 
I don't. I wouldn't say I'd recommend it to just anyone, but if I, anybody who's into uh, into really, I don't know. I, I yeah, watch it. Everybody watch <laughs> it. It's gripping. It's great. Yeah. All right. So James, uh, we're moving on to you. All right. Uh, I also saw a foreign film and I'm reviewing one. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as you guys know, I've been doing that uh, that IMDb top 250 list. Uh, this movie is called All About My Mother. Uh, actually, this is the first time I'm reviewing a movie from that list, so uh, really different. Yeah. Yeah. I usually skip those because they tend to be older movies, and I just assume people <laughs> have already seen them by then. But uh, hey, I reviewed The a, Exorcist once. Yeah, yeah that was that was making terrible. Fun for it. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie is from 1999. Uh, it's a Pedro Almodovar movie, Spanish. Um, for those of you who know uh, that director. Um, Basically, it's about a woman, and she's a single mom. Uh, her son is kind of a, a writer, artistic type, kind of, you know, just very, you know, to himself type of person, keeps a journal, that sort of thing. Um, he's probably, I'd say about high school, maybe early college years, and uh, up to this point, he his mom hasn't told him anything about his father. He's never known his father you know, just kind of said, yeah, that's a bad story where I'm not ready to tell you it type of thing. Um what happens is uh, they end up going to a play on his birthday, and um, he wants to get an autograph from one of the actresses afterwards. And they're waiting outside after the play in the back, and it's raining, blah, blah, blah. And the actresses kind of hurry to a cab and start to drive off, and he's chasing them, trying to you know get their attention. And he ends up getting hit by a car, and he dies. And the rest of the movie is kind of the mom kind of coming to terms with it, deciding to go revisit her past, uh, look for the father of the child, and you kind of get a glimpse of, you know, the type of life that she used to lead, maybe why she was not telling him what was going on. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kind of unsavory things of her, you know, past life type of thing. Um, overall, the, the movie was pretty good. Um, kind of whacked out. Uh, this director kind of does some whacked out stuff. I know I've talked to Greg about one of his past movies um, oh. that involved like a stage setting of like a seven foot tall vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same director. <laughs> uh, that one was uh, huh. Talk to Her. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> there was one part that was really funny. Uh, it probably wasn't supposed to be, but uh, me and my buddies thought it was. Uh, there was one part where she's just looking for the father um, and. She's He's kind of a seedy character, so she goes to the seedy part of town, and basically it's like this field behind a highway type, you know, just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And peop- there's like a what appears to be like a roundabout, but it's not a real street. It's just kind of like in this field, and it's like customers in cars driving in a circle and driving past hookers. Kind of like it's a drive-through window, and they're just like stopping wow. and talking to one. And we, I don't know, we thought it was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it's because you're Anyways, horrible people. It's, yeah, we are. But uh, a couple interesting things about the movie was there's a lot of um, parallels with different plays. Um, one being all about Eve, which is very close to the title, all about my mother, and then the other one being Streetcar Named Desire. Um, the All About Eve has to do more with the story, but the streetcar named Desire kept coming up. But like That was the play she kept revisiting, and there was a couple similarities between her life and that. She used to be in the play, so that was kind of a neat touch to it. So that was kind of interesting. Um, overall, I like that stuff. What's that? I really like that stuff. I think yeah, it's, I think it's the English minor in me. Uh, 
Yeah, that, yeah, that could variably. Um, but yeah, um, even with my 10% discount, I, I thought it was okay. Um, not amazing or anything. A little weird, you know, but that's standard for this guy. Um, anyone who's looking for big names, uh, Penelope Cruz is in this movie. Uh, she plays a supporting role as a, a nun, but uh, yeah, she does pretty good. And, she looks uh, pretty. Yeah. Not bad. This, so is this another? This is. I'm guessing that wasn't a very good feel-good movie either, right? Uh, uh, not particularly. No. I mean, it wasn't just a big long downer by any means. But yeah, it was. It was definitely had its weird and dark elements. Right. Right. Well, I've got a feel-good movie, sort of, kind of. But it, it, I preface it with another little story here. Um, Jeff and I went to go see Men Who Sarah Goats, which was was released very recently. Obviously, this was at the theater. And uh, so wait, pro- you went to the theater. Yeah, yeah, I went to the theater, man. The theater. And the theater. you didn't go see 2012? I know, I know. And the most funny was I <laughs> wanted to see Up Greg's new too, job is lying to Jerry. Yeah, no kidding. And our public. Don't, he swore Jerry he was finds out see this movie to our public. Swore Jerry, Jerry finds out about this. Jerry finds out about this. The problem <laughs> Jerry, with 2012... Jerry, for those who don't know, is a, I've, uh, I've, he, he used to work on porn films, and Greg met him and thought he was the coolest guy in the world, and then... yeah, He is the cool. I still think When I say work on porn films, he wasn't in them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just to point out, 2012 is a two and a half hour long movie, and even though I don't have a, a constant eight hour a day job, I have been having issues where it's like, okay, let's go see a movie. Oh wait, this is two and a half hours. I can't fit this in. There's no way. And yeah, it's it's a long movie. This movie was like an hour forty, and that's you know that's an hour less, man. That's, anyways, um, I want to point out. I'm sure everyone can relate. We went to the theater. This uh, this movie's been out for a long time, so I think there was what five of us in this theater, Jeff, and they're probably seeing hundred. There were six total, six total. There were yeah. two guys in six front total. of us, one dude. Yeah, I'm kind uh, of it's on your guys' radar. One one dude behind us, and uh, right, one right. lady to the left of us. There's a lady sitting in our row. So small, it's pretty small theater. It's like the smallest they had there, and this is I think this place has what like twenty. Yeah, it's 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 theaters. a it's a huge yeah. multiplex. It's your, yeah, it's a yeah big place. So. We get there, everything's going hunky-dory, movie starts, and nothing's even going on yet. And the lady next to us, who's probably in her 50s, just starts chuckling. Like, already, nothing, nothing's happening, you know, okay. Oh, you and McGregor, oh! <laughs> and yeah, and uh, just continues throughout. And at first, I was like, man, this is going to suck, this is terrible. But I just started laughing with, like... <laughs> I immediately pulled a Wonder Boys, like, okay, what's her story? What's the funniest thing I can come up with? You know, maybe she's in here. Yeah. Maybe she's laughing at us. Maybe she's laughing <laughs> at something about us. And uh, she laughed at everything. Oh, like, George, every so time that wasn't George even Clooney jokes. Looked, like, there were some funny yeah, things yeah. in the movie, but, like, things that weren't even jokes she was laughing at. Anyways, I started thinking about that person, and uh, maybe she's listening to this. You're a weird lady. <laughs> she. Uh, by the way, we were uh, on the way out of the theater. Thank we, you for we were sort of talking about it, and uh, as as we pulled away, um, she she was like pretty much right behind us. She was actually parked right next to where Greg had parked, so she may have, she may have found out our feelings that uh, on on her this evening. Which oh well, anyway, yeah, I, which it doesn't really hurt. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the menu Sarah goats, and again, I think it was it was released in November sixth, I think, so it's still going to be around a little bit. So you might have a chance to catch it. Overall, good movie. Uh, d- definitely a couple things to bring up. The plot was uh, Ewan McGregor's character plays a, a journalist that's sort of down on his luck. His uh, wife's pretty much filing divorce f- with him. With a one armed for a one armed man. With a one armed man, yeah. Who I, I, there seems to be. Never mind. I'll get to that. Um, so looking looking to get a story, and 
Uh, he also mentions that since he was down on his luck, he did what all other guys do when they feel shitty is go go fight a war. That so was he goes one of my favorite much... parts of the movie, by yeah. the way, yeah. <laughs> he goes to report on the Iraq war, and when he's there, he's having issues getting out of Kuwait and Iraq, and he meets George Clooney's character, uh, a retired army uh, guy that's now a contractor, supposedly. And pretty much from there, truth comes out, George Clooney's an active, pretty much... Uh, psionic warrior trained by the government. <laughs> and for those and, uh, of us who don't play video games, what is a psionic yeah. warrior? <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much can hurt people or do things or communicate with his brain uh, and uh, pretty much has telekinetic powers or something. Anyways, you don't really get the, the whole sense for his power. Ewan McGregor is obviously skeptical um, after when George Clooney's character starts telling about him. I think it's Lynn Cassidy is uh, George Clooney's character. Lynn and Bob. Bob is Ewan. Um, overall, it was actually a pretty funny movie beyond of what the, the lady thought. Everything was funny. There were some funny parts in it. There was a, particularly that sticks out in my head, there was a part where uh, they, they were talking about how in the past why the, um, I don't know what you would call it, why the operation or the training of the psionics soldiers started in the American government was because, you know, the U.S. thought Rus- Russian people were doing some, some experiments. And then they sort of cut back to the past and show Russian guys experimenting on animals. <laughs> and there's a, there's a part where they're talking about animals like uh, negative effects on animals, you know, emotions when prodded or poked. And there's a there's a shot of one of the scientists like holding a cigarette up to like a little kitty, <laughs> like picture like a two month year old cat, and just the the cat just pawing up, just going. Just, <laughs> He's got his cigarette. Like, he takes a drag yeah. off the cigarette and then like starts moving it towards the cat. It was it was pretty and funny. And it's like a second and a half long. It's a perfect cut. It's one of those perfect cuts yeah. where it's just if it was a little a moment longer, it wouldn't be as funny. Anyways. Uh, Ewan McGregor and George Clooney actually do a pretty good job. I think most of the most of the the jokes are Ewan's the straight man in that situation, and George is uh, the funny the funny antic antic guy. But isn't supposed to be. He's he's trying to be uh, his psionic warrior self, and Ewan McGregor is trying to figure out if he's the real deal or what. And th- that's sort of the the another good thing that that movie does. Uh, I don't know if it was. Uh, the screenplay that pulled it off, or maybe the director did the better of the job. Grant Heslon. It is based on a book. Uh, yeah, it is based off on a book, but the way that they portrayed uh, George Clooney's past, the pretty much half, 50% of the movie is going back in the past and seeing George Clooney being trained as a psionic warrior. I keep on saying psionic warrior, but they also refer to themselves as Jedis, which is sort of yeah. funny considering Ewan McGregor's in it. But uh, Jeff Bridges is a big part of the movie, and so is Kevin Spacey. And that is where I get to the criticism of the movie, where Kevin Spacey is sort of the... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh the antagonist, and he ends up pretty much being the bad guy in the end, and there's an ultimate face-off between the good guys and the bad guys. Jeff Bridges is sort of in between. Gets You'll, you'll figure it out when you see the movie. And just it's sort of just a letdown. Like, they face Kevin Spacey for a second, and then it ends, and it's pretty much based... Yeah, I don't know. Like Jeff, should we should we spoil this one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Anyways, there was really just not no climax uh, yeah, to the movie yeah. at all. Um, right. a, it, it, I liked it too. Um, but yeah, there there it, like I'm not I'm not slapping a seal of approval on it. But I, I liked it too. Um, I honestly right. thought that Kevin Spacey's character was not nearly well developed enough. Um, he was like right. one of those just kind of like bad guys, and it really just not I don't know not not interesting. That was right. my biggest complaint. And uh. 
The other, the other, the one thing they do a good job is, and I guess this is sort of the climax. Another part of the climax would be to find out if George Clooney really has powers or not. That's like the whole part of the movie. You're trying to figure out is this for real? Like, can he actually do stuff like this? And um, you'll you'll get to see. You'll get to see. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, no seal approval. Uh, we saw it for five bucks, which I, I'm I'm happy I paid the price. That's fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess it was worth five bucks. I guess. Yeah. Said so uh, Clooney's performance win you over even more. He did a pretty, pretty good, good job. Yeah. Did a pretty good job. Um, I uh, I don't know. No, this one not particularly, but he did a good job. And this brings us to our next uh, next topic of our, today's movie hour. We uh, we here at the movie hour want to take full responsibility for the things we we say here. And uh, this is what this uh, episode's all about. We have uh, made a couple outrageous claims in the past, and this is a. Uh, Time to, time to pay the piper today. We uh, have discussed. We, we just get, we discussed a couple of things. Time Don't to worry. Pay this isn't about piper. I, this is this isn't about anything criminal. Unfortunately, um, yeah. this is uh We made some claims about movies making a lot of money this uh, this week, and Jim specifically, which I think I know why he wanted to do this topic. Um, might have been right about a lot of the things we talked about. It's difficult. What to our, say, uh, but he might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim's been keeping really close track of what we've been saying in the past. Thank you, Jim. Again, you do a great job of that. He, we've got a whole database of uh, of things we've claimed. Freak, it's, it's great, and we claim a lot of shit. So it's he's he's done a pretty good job. And mainly, we're here to discuss some some of the actual gross grosses of the movies. Which ones? Uh, which ones made the top this year? Because that's something we claim a lot around here here at the movie hour. And we also made a couple like weekend things, but we're not going to get into that. So we just want to bring up couple things about uh what we've said and then we're gonna move on to a couple of movies that uh that also uh have made some predictions of them uh themselves and have failed at it because I, I made a, i made a couple failing predictions here so uh jim if you wouldn't mind uh starting us with a, a prediction or two and say <laughs> saying how it turned out for us well you know you had mentioned outrageous and it appears to me that you were outrageously wrong with uh your prediction from the beginning of the year uh Obviously wrong. Like according to my report here, uh, you had thought that The Watchmen was going to end up uh, number one of the year. And that was a great movie, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. And you know, I didn't think it was you know totally out of line, but what did it end up? Uh, right now, it's twenty fifth for the year. So what did I yeah, you were just second. Yeah, that, that's a little shy. If you would have, you know. Hundred and seven million though. Had this movie came out like twenty years ago, that like Would've I didn't been know this, this year probably. was. Yeah, that's a good yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you had to pretty much quadruple the uh, the box office there to get to number one. So right, right. Yeah, and what just, episode? Just, what episode did I say that? How long ago was that? Uh, episode uh, twenty four. So you know. <laughs> All right, come on, people. That was that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, so, yeah. that's why it's Com- a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, Jeff, how about you? You, uh, I think you said Watchmen was going to make number two for the year. Yeah, at least uh, I didn't say it was think... going to make number one. So, so you're one, you're one more <laughs> off. Yeah. All right. So let me actually go through a couple of these. Uh, Jeff also said uh, Terminator would make two hundred million, um, and also Terminator. This is Terminator Salvation we're talking about. Would be number three for the year. James, how did? Uh, actually, Jeff, you're the numbers guy. How did? How did those work out for? I uh, know they didn't work out too, uh, too well at all. You know, you know what happens sometimes. You, you sometimes you have the balls to make a prediction, and you make a few of them, like four, and you get one right, but uh, you know, 
uh, the rest of me yeah, get wrong. Right. You know, it's, um, it's better than making just one prediction and getting it wrong, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's right. At least you didn't bat zero. You know, you yeah. got one of them. Yeah, I'm batting 250. That's, uh, you know, if I was, like, a pretty good fielder, I'd, you know, they'd, they'd want me on a team. <laughs> you could get to, yeah. You can to get point out, Terminator, Terminator did actually make a lot of money. He made 100, well, I guess you would have been right considering a foreign, foreign, uh, Gross made together. They made two. They made two hundred fifty. No, no, no. Two hundred fifty million worldwide. Or sorry, two hundred fifty million foreign. Three hundred seventy worldwide. So it made a lot of money. It's just. just yeah, I think it, it right. Right now it's sitting at what Terminator's number nineteen total for the year at one hundred twenty-five million domestic. So, sorry, yeah. man. Sorry, it didn't work out for you. Like him, apparently. Okay. The only the only person the only people that do have a chance here, Jim and Jeff, also on episode episode twenty-four. Said that Transformers Two was going to be remaining number one for the year, and it's a possibility. Like it's four hundred and two million domestic. Which yeah, it's looking not, pretty the next good. closest nobody, is Harry Potter. Touching so that. The only chance is Avatar. Maybe no. Like that's that's yeah. it. That's the only chance, but it, it's the only chance. Like I'm not saying it's going to, yeah, but out of the movies it's coming the only out, chance I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like James Cameron hasn't made a serious movie. Like maybe there's a. Million James Cameron fans out there that want to spend ten bucks on this. Right. Maybe that's a good start. I would say there's a better chance of that kid that plays Edward Cullen uh, having some sort of unfortunate accident. Robert Pattinson. Patterson. Yeah, great, Robert Patterson, yeah. and and passing away, and people going to see uh, the new Moon movie enough to get it up over Transformers than there is of Avatar getting up over to uh, over Transformers. That's what, that, that, uh, okay. Those right. are the Vegas. Anyway, like are you with the old numbers guy on that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah. numbers guy. So Transformers. Guy. Will probably remain number one, which makes Jim and Jeff correct in that situation. Uh, a couple, a couple. Uh, there's actually an outstanding uh, acclaim. Also, Jim claimed that Avatar would not make it into the top ten, which I think you're going to fail on, James. Like you're usually pretty good on this, but I don't think you're going to make the top ten here. Or sorry, I don't think it's. I think it's going to make the you top think ten. It's going to be, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm sticking by my my prediction there. You are right. You are. I think Avatar is going to fall so short do we of think, 10. Yeah, do we think Avatar is going to make more than 177 million? At least at this point, that would put him on top. I bet. I bet worldwide, Avatar is going to make billions of dollars. I bet it's going to make a shit ton. Let's put that on the. You can put that on the buck stops here list. That's put that down. Somebody write that. Um, lots of money. Lots, lots of, money, of money. Avatar for, worldwide. Foreigners will watch anything though, so that doesn't really mean anything. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> we, I, I we, kind of you know looking back at you know our predictions, I kind of. Realize that I'm I'm kind of the asshole of the group. All my predictions are like based on what people aren't going to do. <laughs> yeah, like really, <laughs> that's a good point. You're I'm like, like I picked Angels and Demons not to make the top ten. That came true. Museum, you know, that Museum two not to make the top five. That came true. I'm like that for, jerk for, that plays crafts, but plays the don't pass line. Yeah, yeah you're for the all the degenerate line guy. For, for all the degenerate gamblers out there, it's like Jeff and I are playing the spread, and you're playing like the over under or something. You're playing the kids game. <laughs> Jeff and I are actually. Yeah, I like the pass yeah. line analogy better. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Either way. Are you going to Vegas soon, James? Aren't you I hope to, but it all depends on how much money I've got at the time. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter how much you have. You go to Vegas, you get a bunch. Another interesting game to look at, which, That's true. which has not which has not come to uh, come to pass yet, is Jim's got hanging out there, will Harry Potter be number two or three? Well, you, you think it's going to be two or three for the year, and right now it's sitting at number two. Yeah, and, that one's uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, that one's also. I don't see another movie actually pushing it off. That will probably make make it. So you're what do you you're seventy percent? Is that how many? Uh, you're probably the best. You're the most knowledgeable person about uh, the numbers. You know what, Jeff? Uh, I'm sorry, but Jim might have to be the numbers guy from now on. What does that mean? 
That's um, like having tenure. Now I don't have to worry about my job. Yeah. <laughs> You're the quiz guy, I guess. That's, oh. that's, that's <laughs> damn it. I like that title. That title. Oh, no, you can still man. be the quiz guy, Jim. Um, okay. how, about, how about I'm the guy that wins everything? Okay. Right. There you go. You're the MVP. So we wanted, now that our predictions have been sort of spelled out, and uh, we'll see, I guess. We still have a couple couple weeks here. We'll see how it works out. Um, we wanted to discuss a couple movies that make their own predictions. We were, This sort of came up when we were talking about 2012 and how I have not seen it, even though I said I would. And Jerry's probably crying somewhere about it. Uh, and these movies were, or get a little dated. I guess a lot of them are written in the time... I'm trying to I'm trying to say like a thousand things at once. Uh, when a movie comes out, if it's not written as present, if it's written as like, okay, this happens in the future, or you know what, at this date, a meteor is going to strike, we sort of pick those out and try to figure out how far off they were or make fun of them for being really stupid. Um, I've got a couple written down, and I know uh, James and Jeff have a couple. In the movie 2012, they, uh, they obviously are pr- predicting the end of the world based on uh, the Mayan calendar coming to an end or restarting, uh, whatever it is. I, of course, haven't seen the movie, as we all know, um, as Jerry knows. And we wanted to uh, just take a moment to pick some of these movies out that have also made predictions that aren't going to come true. Although, you know, maybe the world is going to end. Yeah, it's going to come true, dude. <laughs> maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. That's why Alec Baldwin's retiring in 2012. He just wants, you know, a couple. couple We're all you know. retiring in 2012. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, there were some movies that weren't as accurate as 2012 is going to be, uh, according to Jim and Jeff. Uh, and that's the, what we want to take time to discuss today. They're not all doomsday uh, predictions, but uh, it doesn't even have to be something that was prophesized. Maybe just something that they put put in uh, the current year or something that's passed that we just aren't to yet. Like Flying Cars, maybe, uh, and Back to the Future, which... Was one I was going to bring up, but Back to the Future Two I'm talking about, by the way, and uh, that's not even until 2015. So I guess we have some time there, but we'll get to that. I want to start with another Doomsday one, which has passed. So unless we're living in some other reality, we can. That's another discussion. Um, Terminator is one a movie. I guess the first one was what 1986 or something, 88. But they talk about Doomsday, not even in Terminator. I think they only bring it up in Terminator Two. And their doomsday date is specific, very specific, and it's going to bite them in the ass. Well, it did. Uh, August 29th, 1997 was when uh, uh, artificial intelligence was pretty much supposed to come to pass and decide to kill us all. Like um, what, like Nintendo 64? <laughs> like Nintendo. Skynet was supposed to come online and freak out. And uh, it was supposed to kill everyone, or at least mostly everybody. And that obviously did not come to pass. And what I, the reason I love these guys is because then they changed the date in T3 to July 24th, 2004, which is actually when the movie came out, so I don't know if that really counts, but we didn't die then either. So, And the nukes go off there, too, so that's a little different. It's um, a beauty but, idea. Every time they make a new movie, they just oh, it got delayed again. Yeah, you know? yeah. See, the last Terminator they got sent in the past got it delayed. Yeah, it's... um. Their their uh, record is just as good as mine in terms of predictions for uh, the grossing of the year. <laughs> Big I guess goose egg. Well, right, that, it right. probably scared a lot of people. I mean, that was right around the time that, uh, if I remember correctly, that the U.S. and Soviet were doing like the the destroying of nuclear warheads and stuff. So ooh, maybe they just thought Skynet was gonna you know use it against everybody. So they're like, we better get rid of this stuff before that happens. So technology scares people, man. Yeah, technology scares people. And I'd actually like to point out all at least in the second and the third one make reference to, like, the 
the future where um, John Connor is actually fighting in the future, like when you actually see the futuristic battles going on with laser beams and tons of robots and stuff, is in 2029. So mark that on your calendar, people. 2029, we're going to be fighting some pretty big-ass robots, and uh, we'll probably be using radio communication uh, underground. So uh, save your ham radios. might want to get your license. And, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll see you in 2029. That's why we do this, actually, to prepare for our audio discussions uh, via long distances. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you guys that before, but that's the truth. Yeah, that way I know how to communicate with you from a bunker. Yeah, right, right. So do you guys have any uh, specific specific uh, prediction movies or maybe some that uh, the technology has not come to pass yet? So one that I you know, would just love to bring up is you know the fact that there aren't any uh, Pan Am flights to the moon as of eight years ago, a la 2001. <laughs> Oh, this Pan, Pan, Pan Am <laughs> obviously uh, falling to the wayside. Also, yeah. uh, I, I didn't even get we're, that right. we're getting there though. Actually, <laughs> come on, we've got people that we're that's probably closer than some of these other movies. We've got the what is it? The project? It's not Project X, is it? What's the what was the program where they're paying somebody a million dollars to get a, a rocket to the rocket into space first? That's already gone by. And I'm trying to remember who won it. Jeff, you know what I'm talking about, right? What? <laughs> that was my reaction. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're, I'm, some company. God, now we're gonna now we're gonna sound like we don't even keep up to current events. Damn it! Um, a company offered a million dollars to somebody that could put, or maybe it was ten million. It was a it was a formidable sum, and whoever could put a rocket into space without it blowing up would get the money. Like pretty much a rocket did into John space. John Stamos win? No, John Stamos did not win. And I think somebody actually already did it. And we are getting to the point where people are paying money to go into orbit, right? So, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe. Yeah, too bad this movie was, you know, based eight years ago. Right, right. That's true. So we're a little behind, but... And Pan Am's gone, but, you yeah. know... <laughs> so Pan Am didn't make it. Kubrick was, wasn't an economic genius. That was, that was my big problem, problem with it. <laughs> Kubrick, Kubrick wasn't an economic genius. He probably invested in Pan Am, didn't know what was going on. So, you know, whatever. But I guess I guess that's a good one. Jeff, how about you? I, I got nothing. Uh, you know, I, I always think, at times like this, I always think of uh, the book 1984, which was made into a movie. I haven't seen the movie, but... Uh, um, about the dystopic future where the government rules every aspect of everyone's life and uh, we're constantly at war and um, hmm. the, the, the doublespeak where words kind of have interesting meanings based on what the government says they mean and you can believe two things. It's a, uh, anybody who hasn't read 1984 should. Uh, and obviously that hasn't exactly come to pass, but it is an excellent uh, reference point for... Uh, in a, an ultra-controlling government in a, in a kind of terrifying dystopic future. That's right. That's true. And it, uh, it actually, a movie that actually came out in 1984 that I wanted to bring up, and this one falls a little bit in the gray area because it was a movie about the U.S. being invaded by uh, troops, I think, from Cuba and Soviet Russia. Uh, yeah, Mexico, and... actually. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Red Dawn. Yeah, that's people, what I'm talking not... about. It's not from Mexico. Yeah, they were from Mexico. Moron. No, they're not. No, All Russia. Right. Anyway, the, the Soviets had taken over. God damn it! Are we gonna, you want to split hairs? Here? Yeah, I want to split, split hairs. hairs. <laughs> they, the Soviets had taken over Mexico, and they were Mexican <laughs> troops. So, the U.S. gets invaded, and this was supposed to be sometime in the like they didn't really make it 
present day. I don't think it was supposed to be, but maybe it was. That was the thing that sort of makes it a gray area. Anyhow, we didn't get invaded by troops during uh, the Cold War. So luckily that didn't happen because we might be, I don't know, maybe we'd be speaking Russian or something right now. And we maybe wouldn't be as good as friends with Russia because they invaded us. That would, that would be unfortunate. Because I know Jeff's got a lot of friends in Russia, and Jeff would be sad. Speaking Russian would be kind of cool. Yeah? Yeah. They kind of sound ah. like uh, Klingons, man. You want to sound right? like Klingons? They kind of sound like Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, well, right? Before, before we move on to the, the Parker Posey <laughs> play-along, I've got a couple other ones that haven't come to pass yet. Uh, the movie dates haven't come to pass yet, but I'm looking forward to these dates because they're they're sort of funny. Um, well, somewhat. Uh, the movie Running Man uh, was based in 2019, and we're getting there, people. 2019, that was you know nine years from nine years and 20 days from now, and uh, I just can't wait till like this is something I actually see happening, like people dying on TV, eventually. Other than, like, war footage that you can't really see people dying. Like, you see bullets, don't know what's going on. Um, I think we're going to finally see somebody, like, just get executed on TV. It's going to happen. Really? And, uh, ten years from now, I think it's possible. I think it's possible, at least Jim, on the Write internet. it down in the archives. We'll call them out. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, first, <laughs> ten years from now, Greg, Greg claims execution on TV. And... Um, internet, internet, maybe, but I'm just saying it's possible, and maybe Richard Dawson will be there for it. But that's that's yet to be seen. Um, yeah, and what's also interesting about 2019 is another another movie that lands on the same date, Blade Runner. So I think they could both happen at the same time. But I don't, I don't know. Ten years from now, I don't really see us falling into a living in the living in huge high rise apartments if you're rich and then uh, way down in the, the basement in the gutter if you're not and hanging out with cyborgs would be sorta of cool, but I don't know about yeah. having sex with one. That'd be a little that'd be a little uh, weird. It might make it easier on the whole running man situation if they're doing it with the replicants instead of, you know, humans. Yeah. See now That's I think true. it'd be I think PC. it depends upon the cyborg. This is true too. Because if the cyborg's hot that you know no right. one wants yeah. to see that. Well then yeah I'm willing to do a lot of things, you know, if uh, but uh I'm actually looking forward to uh 2015, when right here in Detroit we're going to have half robot, half cops to clean up this freaking town. It's <laughs> the only reason I'm staying around here, so I want to see what's happening. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only reason I'm still here. Yeah, it, uh, yeah I, did, I was sort of brought up in the beginning, Back to the Future uh, 2 is, is there. And actually, I'm sort of curious. I want hoverboards, man. Like, if hoverboards were there, maybe I would do... You know, X Games stuff. And maybe X Games would be interesting if hoverboards were part of it. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Do an ollie on a hoverboard? That's got to be easy. Anybody can do that. I, I could, I could load up for that. Yeah. You know the the one thing that, uh, I, and I don't know the date based on the movie on this, but I just always thought it was ridiculous. Was the whole giant mnemonic data storage in your brain idea? Oh, this is totally going to happen. This is going to be awesome. I love. That's a good but, pick. I love. But that why pick. even put it in your brain? I mean, I think the movie was like I don't know, somewhere between eighty to one hundred and sixty gigabytes. I mean. Actually, yeah. Don't, it was, don't you I think you just carry that around? I was looking at it earlier. It's like 300 gig. We can get that on like a jump drive. You really drive don't soon. need surgery for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you really need to risk your life for this. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think it is something like 320 gig or something <laughs> in his brain. Maybe it's just because it's more like it's you need special equipment to get it out of the brain, so that's why it's safe there. It's like a, it's like the vault because if you go yeah, in there, special equipment like behind my Achilles tendon or something. I think that'd be a lot less invasive. <laughs> yeah, you guys just don't get it. No, uh, 
No. The better technology in that is the laser ring thing. I do, yeah, the guy with the laser hand thing, that thing is pretty cool. Um, I'm working on one of those in my garage. <laughs> nice. Are you also in that contest to get the first 10 million for the, the laser weapon? Yes. That comes off your finger? <laughs> the laser weapon contest. Um, I don't know, I really actually do like that, and there's, it was based on a book that I, I really should read, and it's just the discussion of we're just getting more and more tied in with technology, and it's getting, the line's getting more and more blurred. And there's that character, like, I forget the guy's character in that, in that movie, but, Who's pretty much just all cyborg, and there's this question, you know, is he human still, is he not? Um, what, what that movie brings up a lot of cool questions, even though it's a pretty stupid movie. But What book are you talking about that it's based on? Uh, I don't remember the name. Because I, I, th- I think I think I remember mentioning. Um, it's like I, th- it's a, I think it's a short story technically, but it's it's still it's still linked. Yeah, um, Johnny Mnemonic wasn't directly based on, but there's a there's a book very seminal called uh, Neuromancer, which is a pretty cool book, and it's it's like sci-fi and uh, sort of the basis for stuff like The Matrix and uh, Johnny Mnemonic and stuff like that. It was like the original uh, internet like uh, information book before any of that was actually going on. So yeah, right. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic for sure. And do I think we're actually going to be having data storage in our, in our bodies? Better be more than 320 gigabytes. (laughs) (laughs) They need to remake that movie and just see them. All right. So what's the line, Jeff? What's the line? Two terabytes that we can put in your brain? Ten? If I'm going to have to have surgery, I want at least 10 terabytes. All right. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, I guess, uh, 2021, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, even 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Even 2012. That's true. Um, so, uh, that, that's it for predictions for now. I'm a little tired in predictions, but we do have, uh, our Parker Posey play along to do before, before it is, uh, the wrap up of the movie hour. Uh, this is our question we bring up to, uh, our other co-hosts and they answer it. And we also bring it to the boards at gungapit.com and to, uh, Facebook. You can find the, the movie hour page and it'll be, uh, be up there. Uh, this question was actually from last week. Uh, what movie being remade would you prevent from happening, or what movie would you like to see remade? This was my question. Uh, got a lot of answers. I was looking, uh, I sort of left it open with the, the opposite sides. You can pick one to stop or pick one to make, and everyone picked one of each or more, and I'm happy. That was really cool that everyone had an idea of, of yeah, uh, what they wanted to do. that's happen when you, you know, use 14 questions as your Parker posing. <laughs> You're fired. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the a couple ones that stuck out, uh, KPW brought up an interesting point in Clash of the Titans being remade, and I really do think this is a movie being remade. It was pretty much tons of uh, special effects the first time around. You think the second time around it might be pretty cool, but I don't know. Like maybe it'll turn into a Beowulf and just be stupid. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Clash of the Titans remade, more super cool CGI. I kind of like the cheesiness of Clash of the Titans. The yeah, truth. it's kind of I don't know. It's, I don't know. This reminds me of a better time, I guess. The whole stop Barry. motion. Great. Harry Hamlin in the lead. Can't beat that. Of a Barry. What, uh, Jeff, how about you? Um, I'm just, what do you think I, about the I, Clash I, of the Titans remake? That's what I'm wondering. What do I think about the Clash of the Titans remake? I never saw the original, so, oh, you know. Jesus, man. Fuck. All right. So, th- thanks again, Jeff. Oh. Uh, last other one I wanted to bring up was... Uh, P mentioned that he was afraid of the Predator remake, yes. and I, I like I, I'm a little more on the fence on there. I, I'd like to hear a little bit more of an argument, but um, he is right. It was pretty much a critical success when they actually pulled it off. They taped, realized it wasn't going to work, scrapped it, taped everything in everything again in like a week, and then ended up using it. That's why you don't see the Predator at all. Um, 
And it was it's an it's a good movie, and I think he's right in terms of the actors in it were worked really well together. Um, but so they're a yeah, bunch of muscleheads. Yeah, a bunch of muscleheads pulled it off. But yeah, that's my favorite Ernie movie. So yeah, I'd kind of be bummed if they they remade that one. But Richard or Richard Robert Rodriguez is supposed to be the guy doing it. And if anyone's gonna do it, I, I, he's the one. So uh, that's what I had picked out for for my uh, my favorites. And I guess that uh, moves us on to, uh, I believe Jeff has the new Parker Posey. Yeah, and you know, I feel like this one might have already been asked. Um, <laughs> Great. But I couldn't I couldn't remember anybody's answer if it had, including my own. Um, so what movie superhero ability would you want to have? What movie superhero ability? Yeah, like, so, you know, that's we're, we're, this is the movie hour, so I wanted to make it movie-related. Yeah, I know, so it has to be something so that's to be been something shown in a movie. Movies. Right. And yeah, so just a super... You can't just make up a superpower. All right, so a superhero or supervillain must have had it? Yeah, like, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, any questions? Yeah, okay. I got another one. Um, let's see. So the person, like, the superhero's got, like, it can't be just somebody... That was in the movie. That wasn't really a superhero. It just happened to have just some crazy ability that just worked out. Like, well, I mean, what doesn't it, like okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be. So, what about for instance, like a, like a supernatural power? All right, because I was about to say, what about the Minority Report? Like those three guys that can like dream the future. Is that right. that would count, even though they're not superheroes? Can, what supernatural ability would okay. you like to have based on a movie that you've? Okay. Seen? All right. So now I guess I get to answer. I would like to be one of, like one of those freaks in the Minority Report. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, that would have been awesome. <laughs> not at all. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I was going to go with invisibility, like Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. Nice. He doesn't get to turn it on and off, though. You're fucked if you can't turn it on and That's, off. Okay, I'd like to be invisible, like the Invisible uh, Girl, Invisible Woman. Girl. Invisible Woman from the And now movie. you want to be a girl? Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah, I just want to be a guy with that same ability. That's you don't want to be Jessica Alba? So, I, no, I don't go on go on with your with your Venn diagram. What's the good thing about it and the bad? And yeah. What's the similarities? Uh, so, the good thing about it is that you can just steal shit like crazy. Um, just, you know, just steal, 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 steal. Uh, the, the, the bad thing about it is, well, I guess if you could turn it off, there's very, I mean, I guess, you know, you'd feel bad about all the stuff you stole. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty honorable, uh, honorable reason. There <laughs> okay, yeah, never mind. I want to be like Superman so I can save the universe and have perfect powers. But okay. you only get one, though, right? One power, like you can fly. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, well, okay. yeah, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, I, I, I would. In reality, I'd probably take flight. Flight would be sweet, but like super fast flight, so I could get anywhere at any time. All right. Like um, super- James, you have a good one. I, just to, um, I do have an answer. Um, unfortunately, the example of the movies that I thought of to represent this answer isn't all that great, but uh, I think it would be cool to be able to read people's thoughts. And <laughs> the only like thing the I could women want. Exactly. <laughs> like, unfortunately, that's the only example. Like what? In the movies. What women want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Is it? Can you only hear women? Is that it? Can you only hear? Okay, wait. I'll say like Professor X. There we go. Okay. Sure. Thought of a better example. Because if you, you only can... kind of be a burden, though. Like, yeah, I thought about that, but uh, I, I think I'd still like it. Hmm. Like, this I is think tough. I, I, I'm assuming that I can, you know. Be able to control it. 
like Professor. Yeah, Oates but could. would you? I mean, that, that's. I, I mean, not to get into a whole thing about, but like, would you be able you to stop you, yourself? You could, yeah, would you be able to stop yourself, even in situations where it would not behoove you to read somebody's thoughts? Like, I don't want to know exactly what everyone thinks of me at exactly every moment. I'd be the most self-conscious guy in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. My self-esteem you. sure didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> The, the things people say about me out loud are bad enough. I don't want to know what people are thinking. You know, I haven't spent enough time... Th- like, I've thought about this before this show, and I'm still not sure if I'd want to do this, but I think I might go with immortality. I think that might be it. I don't know if I'd want that. That's, that's, this, like, this is like, a deep that's question. That's another one that could be a curse. It's a situation. deep question. Yeah, but that, maybe that, I'll that, be that, immortal that. to the point like Highlander style, where you can cut my head off and it's cool. Like, that would kill me. So immortal except for, like, one weakness type thing? Damn, that's tough. I don't know. That's really tough. I'm gonna yeah, go with immortality. Im- I mean, that is a, that's a hard question. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna. I'll go with immortality for now, and I'll, I'll stick with the, the like, Highlander. Can get my like head cut off. Hamster. If you take, it's got to be a long. It's got to be like, what's the rule? It's got to actually be just like a blade to, to cut your head off. It's got to be a sword, one of those special swords. No problem. Um. Yeah, I'm sure the Highlander people are going to come after me after this, too. And now let me ask you, if you're a Highlander, can someone cut your arm off and you just survive, or... I don't know how that works. We're going to have to ask KPW, because I know yeah, she's, she's going to be yelling at us she right now. Us oh my god, you don't know it! Um, and yeah, actually they're remaking Highlander, too, and she she mentioned that she did not like that, which I can <laughs> understand. Um, but yeah, that's immortality. I, I, think, uh, I think there might be some other people on board with that. It's a tough one, but... Uh, a good question. So, uh, phrase it one more last time so we can uh, go to the boards with it. Uh, what superhero or supernatural ability would you want from a movie and why? And you awesome. don't want to elaborate on it, too, and tell us what would be the bad things, if there are any. Elaborate on mine. Let's talk about immortality, people. Let's have a... Yeah, or, or discuss immortality. Yeah, or discuss immortality. Oh, man. Uh, a good question. Again, you'll find it at gongabit.com and uh, our, the Facebook page. To look for the movie hour. You'll find it there. Uh, James and Jeff, thank you again for another magnificent movie hour. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, drive safe. Take care, everyone. Again, remember to look up uh, more info at gungapit.com for the Family Feud episode December 20th, Sunday. It's going to be a good time. Be there, be square. Uh, thanks again for listening, live listeners, people everywhere around the world. Take care. I'm going to say take care one more time. Here, right at the Mel Gibson's Merry Go Round Movie Hour. Take, take care. care.